All right, welcome to This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast. I am the editorial director of Marvel Digital Media, Ben Morse. Seated to my left is... Blake Garris, and we have a very, very special guest on the show today. Introduce yourself, sir. I am Bear McCreary, yes. composer of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. and 10 Cloverfield Lane, Walking Dead, and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, yeah, it's good to be here. So you're, first up, you're here to kind of promote this really great documentary that you're a part of yeah. called Score. Like, what? Uh, how did you get involved in the project in the first place? Well, uh, you know, this filmmaker, Matt Schrader, approached me and said he was making a movie about how people, you know, how, how film music is made and what it means to people. And the first thing I thought was, well, isn't this what everyone knows? This is the most mm-hmm. obvious thing ever. No. And then I realized, oh, actually, no, most people don't think about film composers and film music. It just exists for them. It's something right. everybody loves. And so I realized what an, what an incredible opportunity it was to show to people that love movies but don't necessarily think about how these scores are made. It's, it's able to show them who the people are that make these scores. Yeah, and I was curious, too. Like, I mean, you said, you know, you've done Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I had just assumed you did maybe the, the theme song and left, but you just told me you've, you're still involved in the process. Still involved on every yeah. episode, you oh, know, wow. and uh, we've, we've finished 88 of them, and <laughs> we will cross 100 this year, and it's been an amazing journey, you know, and, and but but yeah, I mean, scoring a television show is, is a, it's an in-depth process. You have a story that, you know, so far is 88 hours long, and, right. and every single turn, every reveal, every action set piece, you know, a lot of care has not just for me even just like the producers and the writers and, and and everybody in post and you know we spend a lot of time talking about what should the music do how do we you know we just did all this awesome stuff in the framework mm-hmm. which like reinvented not only the sort of narrative possibilities but it reinvented the sound of the score mm-hmm. which is really cool you know and and that's what makes a show like shield so especially uh daunting right you know i mean it's not like a normal kind of if you can even say there is such a thing as normal TV anymore, right. Shield is not it. You touched on it there, but what is the collaborative process like? You're working with so many different people. Like, where, where do you fall? Like, what is your process in terms of working with other people to get the score ready for a show like Agents of Shield? What's interesting is it, it's what this movie really delves into. And sure. It's hard to explain, but there is this sort of chasm that has to be crossed where a filmmaker has written something and it's been acted. And shot, and 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 it's been lit, and every single person has contributed, and you cut it together, and it's there's this point now, where it's not finished, and you need music to help communicate the emotions you're trying to communicate, and for the vast majority of filmmakers, this is a chasm they don't know how to cross. Sure, there's just no. It, it requires a language that most of the filmmakers just don't speak. Uh-huh. So the film composer, it's really our job to come in, understand the filmmaker's vision and collaborate on a purely cinematic level, then be able to turn around and talk to an entirely different group of people right. and say, okay, he wanted this scene needs to feel this way, so I'm going to put a B flat in the clarinet, you know, and like, how about a G in the cellos? Like, why not? You know, that's, <laughs> that's just part of the translation. And it, right. And it's hard to explain. It's personal. It's 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 to me. It's almost divine. It's it's mystical. Like where does this come from? I I, I don't even I don't even know. But for me, the, the collaboration is really with the the filmmakers 
internalizing what they want. And especially because I'm, I'm always so excited about the projects I get to work on, being able to then channel that into this something really exciting and really cool and, and use a language that I speak to, to give them something that they, they can't find without me. That's a really interesting, it's a really interesting job. And yeah. this movie really chronicles how weird that is. Do you always come in at the end as kind of like the last step? or Not always, but the bulk of the composer's work generally is one of the last steps. Sure. Um, and sometimes I'm brought in really early. Uh, I was hired uh, on The Walking Dead before any of the cast were hired. Really? It was like super early. It was wow. one of the first people Frank Darabont hired. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we spoke a lot about the tone of that show. What are we going to try to accomplish? What are we going to, what's our philosophy going to be? At the end of the day, though, until Frank cut that first episode together, it was sort of theoretical. And then when I see that first episode, I think, oh, I get it. And now the work really begins. Got it. Um, so there's obviously a lot of exceptions to, to that. But yeah, by and large, it's like the film tells you what it needs. And it can't tell you that until it exists in some form to be able to do that. And kind of what you were talking about earlier, what was the most surprising question you got from the documentary that you thought people should have already known? For me, it was just the notion that people love film music. People, Let me step back even further. People love films. I mean, there, film is, I think, the most important art form in our culture today. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is being rivaled slowly by video games. Check in <laughs> with me in 10 years and okay. I might say something different. Okay. <laughs> but for now... Uh, film is this dominant culture and I think there's a fascination with how it's made for some reason I think pretty much everyone who's ever seen a movie has a piece of film music that they can recall that they like but it's something that the process isn't really explored Um, and I'm not even sure why that is and and I'm even the wrong person to ask because I grew up asking these questions I was wired differently when I was five I was looking up at the big screen watching Back to the Future I actually had a little Fisher Price tape deck and I held it because I didn't know you could buy a soundtrack Yeah. so I like (laughs) held it up and I was like I want to take I want to take this I was pirating scores at age (laughs) 5 but seriously I wanted to hear this music so I went and saw a movie a second time and I held up the tape recorder I came back and was listening to this amazing score Yeah. so for whatever reason my brain was wired that way but for most people, it's not. And I think that's what's so cool about this documentary is that it's, it's really fascinating. Um, it's just a part of the creative experience of filmmaking that isn't really explored mm. a lot. Mm. But it's cool, though. Like, I mean, you know, the, you're kind of the new crop of the faces of composers as, like, there's the Danny Elfmans and the John Williams and the um, Hans Zimmer. And then now you're becoming famous. Is that, is, what's that like? Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, it, it, I, I, whether or not I'm, I am that, I, 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 I don't know. But I, there is a sort of, I think, a legacy of film scoring that, that an art form that I, that I take very seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mentor was Elmer Bernstein and his mentor was Aaron Copeland. And, and you know, I feel obligated to keep my art form vital and keep it alive. And, and I love that people are expressing an, an interest in it, you know? Um, and I, I try to take on projects that I think I can be creative and 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 maybe contribute something to the kind of broader culture of what film music is. 
Um, you know, but 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 certainly I, I I would love to think. I mean, really, my life goal would be like, I want to be like those names that you just mentioned. In that, it would be great if in fifty years from now there is a composer my age talking about how he heard my music sure. and wanted to do it in the same way that like everybody you just listed, those are the soundtracks I collected when I was a kid, you know, and and they made me want to do this and their creativity and and ingenuity created these works of art that like are I think truly meaningful um, beyond even the films that they're in as, as, as art itself, film music has meaning. So it's exciting to be a part of it and, and I, I think this documentary is going to do a lot to sort of raise awareness of how exciting this art form is. Mm. I want to key in on something you just said. You talked about your mentor. How do you go from being the kid holding up the tape recorder <laughs> and uh, recording the score to being the person actually making it? Like, what was the learning curve like? You know, in some ways it was steep and in other ways it feels just like I'm tumbling down a hill just mm. inevitably going to go where I'm going to go. You know, like I've just adored film music my whole life. I, I met Elmer Bernstein when I was 16 and, uh, and I worked with him for about 10 years sure and I was his one of his last protégés and um, you know this is the guy who scored the Ten Commandments The Great mm. Escape wow. Magnificent Seven To Kill a Mockingbird uh, mm -hmm. Ghostbusters Animal House Blues Brothers Trading Places like the dude was relevant wow. for 50 years wow <laughs> um, and and yet um, you know one of the things I kind of learned from him was was you know, what it's like to be a person doing all this. Like, he was the first person I got to know who who has this job. Like, you know, he has a family life. He, he has friends. Like, what is it, just what is it like to be a person that actually does this? And that was, that was illuminating for me. Um, and, and, you know, otherwise, I just scored movies and wrote music all the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, all the time. Mm -hmm. So when I was in high school, I basically freaked out and thought oh my god what if I'm not any good at this so I wrote a feature length script with a friend of mine for this ridiculous action adventure sci-fi thing and I scored it mm -hmm. and I took me two years and I wrote every cue in a soundtrack it was a 75 minute soundtrack Jeez. top to bottom main title to end credits and I just needed to like I have to know if I can do it because uh -huh. I was basically like if I can't do it I'm just going to quit now Yeah. and then I got to college and I just scored student films I did about 30 or 40 I'd use live orchestras in them. I got all my friends together. My first orchestra was six people. The last one was 80, Jesus. you know. Um, and then when I got out, I was still doing student films and indie films. And then I, like, got into television with Battlestar Galactica. And, and the only thing that changed from not doing Battlestar to doing Battlestar was I got to call all the people I've been working with and finally and say, I have some money for you now, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So – in a way, like I've always done this. Mm -hmm. I, if no one was paying me and no one was listening, I, w I feel like I'm still would be writing cinematic music for somebody. Right. And it just sort of started to take form in, in that I started doing things that, that, that people noticed, you know? So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think that there's, when you look at this movie, that the, the thing that's really strikes me is that everybody, seems to have the same reverence for music that I do. Like that's the like people are there there's men and women and people of all different generations in this, but it's like everybody talks about music in the same way that's like almost religious, you know, where it's like I can't really explain this, mm -hmm. but this is how I feel about it. And that made me feel good because I was like, okay, I 
that I totally relate to. You know what I mean? And, and in a way, it's sort of like maybe that's why I am where I am. Because mm-hmm. like everybody else there, it's just sort of like this is my calling and and my passion for it is real. And, and it was only like sort of an afterthought, truly an afterthought that it's a job. You know, like when I was a kid, it's like, I just want to do that. <laughs> you know, it didn't even it didn't even occur to me that it's like you pay your bills with this. Or right. it, just, it was just it was just what I wanted to do. You know, do you have uh, I'm sure you've been asked this a hundred times, but I'm just curious. Do you have like a top five favorite? That's the hundred and one time. <laughs> hundred and one times. No, a uh, top five. Thank you for thank you for top five instead of top one. There you go. That is because I'm going to do I can do top five with no order. Maybe I can okay. pull that off. You know right. what I mean? Fair enough. Um. Top five film scores, right? Yeah. All right. Um, to Kill a Mockingbird um, by Elmer Bernstein. Um, Star Trek The Motion Picture by Jerry Goldsmith. Mm. Um, oh, it's so hard, but I'm going to like, um, I'm going to say Beetlejuice by Danny Elfman. Mm. Um, the Godfather by Nino Rota. Mm-hmm. And... Conan the Barbarian, Basil Polidorus. Nice. All right. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah it's go. funny because like the two that I, I – every time I watch Star Wars or Superman, I can't fathom. I'm like, this movie, these movies would not be these movies without the, the music. Right. Yeah, and that's what's so interesting about the movie is you realize that that can happen all the time. Yeah. That, that there's a day when that music doesn't exist. Right. And Star Wars did. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have framed on my wall in my living room the Elmer's handwritten sketch, the main title of The Great Escape, mm-hmm. um, also known as the cue when Maggie Simpson escaped from the daycare. <laughs> um, but it's like what is so fascinating to me about that is that this piece of music that feels like almost like an old war anthem, mm-hmm. you know, that it didn't exist. Like this piece of paper existed. The Great Escape as a movie existed, but this melody didn't. Mm-hmm. And Elmer looked at it and heard bum, 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 <laughs> bum, 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 bum. And he's like, cool. What next? And he's like, dun, 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 dun. And it's like, that's amazing. That's amazing that mm, that happened. Yeah. And if John Williams had done it, it would have been something different. Yeah. It would have been great. And if Jerry Goldsmith had done it, it would have been different. It would have been something great. But I find that fascinating, right? Yeah. Like, there's no right answer to this. But the way everybody brings their own voice and their own experience to this, but it ends up being a thing that feels inevitable. Like, of course, that's the yeah, theme of the Great Escape. There. It had to be. There. It yeah. was like born that way. Right. But it really wasn't. You know. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's, what was it like for Score being kind of in front of the camera as opposed to behind the scenes working on things that actually being the <laughs> subject of the movie? It was. It was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I. I. I feel. You know, I've done a lot of like. I've done a lot of web videos on my YouTube sure. channel. Sure. I, I uh, talking about how I do what I do. So it wasn't it wasn't really alien to me in that way, but it was interesting more so than being in front of the camera. It was actually being at at an early screening of it and realizing that like when when I saw my interview intercut with everyone else's and realizing how how sort of similarly everybody's passion was on display. That's what I think was was especially interesting for me, um, because uh, you know I, I you know if you go to my YouTube, I'm I'm out there. I'm on I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. But you know Matt got some he got some people that are are not so out there on social media. That's what's so cool is like and this footage of 
of Spielberg working with John Williams. It's like amazing just just watching them interact. Um, so it's it's really neat, and I and I think, you know, I hope more cameras are shined on on this part of the filmmaking process. Is there another like we might have kind of touched on this a little bit before, but what's the big takeaway you want people who see this doc? To get? I think the big takeaway should be just an appreciation that people have to struggle to create these things that we love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And music, because of the way it sort of bypasses the intellectual brain and goes right to that lizard brain, that emotional core, I think in a weird way, one of the end results is that you just sort of understand, or you, or you don't understand that amount of work that has to go into it. For example, if you watch a movie Oh, whatever, Lord of the Rings, and you see like all the orcs, and it's like, and it looks like, oh, is that computers or is it thousands of extras? Like, how did they do that? You just kind of want to know. And, but you listen to the score, hmm. which could easily have two hundred people that worked on that mm -hmm. to create the cue in that exact moment. But somehow it just because it, it sort of bypasses the brain in a way and goes right to the heart. You just don't think of it that way. Um, and that's good. Don't get me wrong. I don't want people to forever like analyze a film and think about film music when they're watching a movie. But I, I do think it's cool for there to be an appreciation that that, you know, not only just the composers, but the arrangers and the orchestrators and players and the, the producers and directors giving input that there's this huge volume of thought and craft that goes into that. Mm -hmm. um, in many ways, the complexity of a score rivals the complexity of production right you know I mean when I, I when I, I whenever I bring a filmmaker to a scoring stage the awe that you see on their face that it's like there's a hundred people and you have to coordinate them all because in their brain like that's a tough day for them it's like you get a couple actors in a room it's like I know what I'm doing the days that you worry it's like you've got 500 extras you're doing a big army scene you're doing a, you know what I mean a big battle scene and they understand like this is as hard as my job gets hmm. on a technical logistic <laughs> level and it's like, but that's that's what I do every day yeah, in the scoring right. stage. Like, that's what we do. It takes that level of sort of confidence in your collaborators uh, in every direction to be able to pull that off and pull it off well. And and so that's cool. I, I think it's great that there's a way for people to experience that in this movie. The thing that I thought was so great about the doc is, like, I've, I'm a fan of scores and, and films, and I always just pictured these guys as, like, these, like, faceless shadowy creatures that just do everything <laughs> and disappear and I always had questions but I was like never gonna get that answered and then it's like doy somebody was smart enough to make a documentary yeah. about it yeah and it answered so many for me so yeah it's great everyone should check it out yeah. how many instruments do you play oh uh, <laughs> I'm not like a crazy multi-instrumentalist but okay. I, I play I, I took piano lessons I play accordion mm-hmm I would like to say very well, but I'll nice. say pretty well. Pretty well is good. When you meet a really good accordion player, they're better than me. But okay. I'm far better than the casual accordionist. Nice. I play Hurdy Gurdy, which yep. I play on screen in this movie. Amazing. Uh, which was featured in the uh, soundtrack I did to Black Sails. Mm -hmm. um, and then I play a lot of other sort of odds and ends and keyboards and stuff like that. I played trumpet for like 15 years, and mm -hmm. I, I suck. <laughs> I'm not any good. But, I mean, that's sort of it. You know, really, really? like yeah. I my, my um, facility on keyboards definitely – um, is what I need to be able to sort of communicate my musical ideas to mm -hmm. people that play other instruments far better than me. Mm. That's awesome. Anything else you want to touch on before we? Um, yeah. Nothing that I can really think of. I feel like I've just 
blabbed on and on, but this no, is super great, cool, man. man. I'm like, really great. excited about this, and yeah. uh, you know, I think the uh, movie's playing in select markets great. soon. It'll be on VOD in the fall. Nice. Um, so definitely check it out and and uh, and look me up on YouTube and Facebook and stuff. I was going to say, where can people find you online? Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and um, especially if this is like remotely interesting, if you go to my YouTube channel, I've got video blogs about basically every project I've ever done, cool. behind cool. the scenes footage, talking about how I wrote themes, and it's it's just been sort of like a hobby of mine to kind mm -hmm. of point a camera at what I'm doing and say, eh, this is how I wrote the Walking Dead theme. Yeah. So if that's interesting, you can go check it out. Nice. You, you can tell that you really care about this stuff, so it's really awesome to, to talk to you Absolutely. about it. So. I, I, yeah, I tend to show my enthusiasm <laughs> for it. <Very laughs> awesome. It's cool, man. We love it. We love cool. it. Cool. Thanks so much for joining us, man. Awesome. Thanks. For thanks. All, uh, thanks for cool. This is Marvel. Marvel.